All right. So thank you, everybody, for listening to Chaos Therapy. I'm Lane Jordan, obviously. I'm doing this dolo. I'm hitting the rodeo. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to kick up my peoples. Yeah, for a little bit. Um, today was actually cool. I, I have a friend of mine who's been, you know, kind of under the weather. And I wanted to hang out with him. We were supposed to, I was supposed to bring him a rooster's bouquet. You know, it's a nice jokey joke, but they had already eaten. So I was like, well, I can just come over and hang out. Um, I did talked. I got the rundown of how the life's been going the past few months. Like, she's one of my very good friends. Uh, I actually, I really, really love her. Um, I definitely am very blessed to have her as a friend. And we just spent a bit of the day together. We spent longer than anticipated. She's been, she had, you know, had some operations done. And she's like, I want to go to Target. She doesn't really drive all that much just because, you know, the operation. I'm like, dude, I'll take you. No biggie. I went. We walked around. And if you're going to go to Target, go with a buddy. Because she was making sure I wasn't buying frivolous shit. And I was making sure she wasn't buying frivolous shit. And we're the better for it. It's amazing. Uh, so, she, But she spent like 50 bucks. But she had like a $25 gift card. Smart for her. And yeah, it was cool. Uh, my card got declined. Like I got a new card. And it's not that I don't have money on it. I do. Trust me. But I just got the card. And every transaction is fucking monitored. It was, it was dumb. So I ended up having to be on the phone with my bank, like a fraud alert. And they're just like, oh, we're sorry about that. So I wait about 10, 15 minutes, get off the phone. I'm t- and I was going to go buy the shit that I was going to go buy. It gets declined again for fraud alert. Like, come on, man. Like, this is redonkulous. So go through the whole rigmarole with that. I'm eating a brownie, the plastic one about my little girl. And yeah, and uh, everything's cool and I can make purchases and shit like that. But when you get a new card and it's fraud alerts, I was like, bro, like, have you had your, oh, you have possession of your card? Yes, I have possession of my card. I've had it this entire time. Oh, okay. Like, I got the card Saturday. I've talked to these niggas six fucking separate times. At least. Since then. It's dumb. It's probably very unprofessional to eat while doing a podcast, but... Y'all know me. But yeah, it was good to hang out. That's the first time I really hung out at her house for like an extensive period of time. Like, we've been friends for years, but she's always had a do. And just out of respect, I never really press going to a house like that. It's never really been a mine, but we have really good communication. It's a dope vibe. Hanging out, sitting, telling some jokes. I'm just, I'm going to say, I say that to say this. You should, as a person, be very much aware of the vibe that you give off. You should. You should be aware of the vibe that you give off, how people receive you, how you are towards people. That should be something that you fucking are able to focus on. And... I'll just send in positive energy. And I think that's why I have the rapport I I have with not just my male friends, but like my female friends, because it's like, first off, I want them to know that they're safe. So I'm very not standoffish, but I'm, I'm warm and inviting, but I'm not smothering. And we're around each other physically. A nice hug. Hey, what's up? Dap up if necessary. And I kind of just fade back. I kind of sit leaning back, not leaning, toward, leaning away from them, not leaning towards them. Because I want them to know that they're safe. And then another part is I want them to know that I'm here for them and I'm here to listen. Whatever you got going on, lay it on me. 
and, and you know, it was it was good. We talked. We're both parents, and we talked about our, you know, former significant others, our kids, and how that is. And yeah, it's it's cool. Uh, it was cool going to Target. Like that's the first time we, like I said, hung out during the day extensively. And I and I was very happy to do so. Um, on that today was pretty cool. I had, I had to go. I got to see my daughter again. I had my daughter this weekend. This is the first time she stayed the night over at. Uh, no, is it? No, I don't think so. Oh no, but she stayed the night at at the crib at the new place. And my baby mom hit me up Saturday. She's like, "Hey, do you mind getting Riley and having her stay tonight?" I was like. I can get her. I got a little bit running. Luckily, we're on the same side of town, so it wasn't too far. I was like, I can get her. No biggie. It is what it is. And, you know, I picked her up. She hadn't eaten yet. Um, We went to... What did we do? I had to go get gas. I did that. And I was like, what do you want to do? You want cookies? She's like, no... I was like, you want ice cream? She was like, eh. It's the first time she ever turned out, down that. But we ended up going to Target. And boy, this is why I say you need a Target buddy. Because well, I ended up spending, I ended up doing a little bit of grocery shopping at the Target. Which was not necessary. But it was cool. I got her. She wanted cereal for breakfast the next day. This is going to come into play later. Because I was like, hey, what do you want for breakfast tomorrow? She's like, I was like, Pop-Tarts or cereal? She's like, well, cereal. Well, I wanted Pop-Tarts because I fucking love Pop-Tarts. Especially s'mores, apple cinnamon. Yeah, s'mores, apple cinnamon, apple. Cinnamon and sugar, I hate. Because it reminds me every time I've worked at a warehouse. And that's the only fucking flavor that they have. It's not great. Not fun either. So, we do that. Um have a blast and I get her her Valentine's Day gift. I was like you don't eat this until it's Valentine's Day. She's like okay and we get back home but we go to Chipotle, we get food uh, she loves get, making her own taco bro and she take I make her take a shower, she puts on one of my t-shirts because her mom forgot to pack pajamas, no biggie and we go to sleep. Manchester United is playing. They played yesterday. It's like, cool, we got to be up to watch this game. She's a super wild sleeper. Just took up the whole fucking bed. It was not cool. It's just, I have a small bed, and her stretched out arms and legs, ass is just everywhere. Um, That's my little baby butt. She's so cute when she sleeps. But... Wake up, I'm literally giving you the run that of my weekend. Uh, wake up, oh yeah. And I ask her, what you want for breakfast? She's like, Bob Evans. I was like, no, you're getting cereal. Because I asked her what she wanted because I got Reese's Puffs and I got Frosted Flakes. But I forgot to get milk. So I had to go around and get some milk. It is what it is. We're watching a soccer game. I have. A few more Manchester United jerseys than I did before. So she, I'm wearing one. She's wearing one. So it posted to my face, uh, Instagram. It was dope. I loved it. Man United won. She was extremely disinterested. She was playing Roblox. But yeah, it was it was cool. Then I had to go get my oil change. Did that. Well, she wanted. I was like, "What do you want for for lunch?" We, she like I was like she's like panda panda. I was like my daughter has a has a tendency to ask for shit she knows that her mom would say no to, and so usually since it's no big deal for me to just do it, she's starting to like get the hint of that. Like well I can just ask dad and he'll get it for me, no big deal. Like hold on dog. But I didn't mind getting canes. Like, I kind of wanted canes too. But canes was fucking packed per the use no biggie and I was like fuck it we'll go to Panda it's only like two miles away and we're driving come back watching some stuff it was cool man I loved it I loved hanging out with her get her back to her mom safe and sound and yeah that was me hanging out with my baby girl 
her, uh, her and I, and I, and I, I figured, so I'm hard on Riley because, and I've said this to her, like, I know she's going to have a pretty, like, her life's going to be fairly easy as long as she doesn't become morbidly obese and or ugly. Like, pick up a meth habit or some shit. Or a crack habit, whichever. And it's cool because it's not as bad as I thought. She doesn't take it as bad as as many people may see. Because she is... We just have a connection. I don't have to raise my voice to her. Um, I don't think I've spanked her in years. And she just we she just listens to me. We just have a really good rapport. It's dope. And I asked her, I was like, Rod, do you think I'm too hard to on you? She was like, No. I was like, if if daddy's too hard on you, you can say so and I'll we'll figure it out. But it's different because I'm very loving of her, very accepting of her. But I also want her to push through things that are difficult. Because I've seen a lot of pretty girls get into tough situations and just fucking quit or bail out. Whether it be friendships, whether it be job, whether it be school, whether it be anything. Like as soon as it becomes too tough and and inconvenience, even if it's good for them to push through, they kind of just quit. And not to diss her mom, but her mom did that. I don't think till like till very recently her mom was very and like I said it's not a a, care, a huge character flaw very big heart very nice person very caring person but just not a very determined person not a very determined person but again not a not a bad person but so I want, I don't want Riley to inherit that because I have ability to do that too. And some just becomes too much of a fucking inconvenience. I kind of just kind of skip out on it. Like I ain't got to do it. I don't do what's hard. I, I, ha, I have a history of backing out of things that are hard, even though it may be very, uh, it, not influential, very important, very important. I don't know. It's a word that I'm fucking spacing out on. But yeah, so it's like... very. I'm not very hard, but I am harder on Riley than I am, especially Quentin and Gabby. But I am hard on Quentin, but Quentin, you have to be hard on or he's going to fuck it up. And not that saying that he's going to fuck it up because he's a bad kid, but because he's 10 and he's hard-headed. And I was like, come on, man. I want to be nicer, but it's like, I got to... I got to stay on you when I'm around you because you'll let shit fucking slide. And so it's, it's, it's very different. And, but I, I thought I figured it out too. It's like Riley and my middle legit middle child, my second son, they both have my last name and people don't think about this shit, but a name, especially to watching game of Thrones and shit, it, it carries weight. A name carries weight. Having the the family name of your father is important because anybody can get the family name of their mom. You know, but like when that's when that that guy, you know, claims you. Like I said that's my son. He's named after me. There's three of us. And when they go out in the world, they represent me. Like, if she turns out to be a fucking psycho killer, that comes right back to me. I mean, I'm Jordan. Oh, shit. Got her. Like, clearly, her father must be like that. Or my son. Like, oh, man. His dad was a fucking felon. Or, or was a... Not a felon. His dad was a vandal. His, da- his grandfather was a felon. He's running this kid's blood. So, it's just... It's, it's, it's different. What they do can be connected back, not just to me, but directly to everybody in our family. My grandmother, my mom's, my dad's mom had nine children. 
there are a bunch of Jordans. Shit ton. More than you can shake a stick at. So it's like, it's it's important for me to make sure that they know, bro, it's not just you. Especially not just because you're representing all black people, I guess, all mixed people. But also, black, like, your family. There's a lot of us. Especially if they ever find themselves in Cleveland. Either visiting or permanently, you know, you never fucking know. It's a lot. But yeah, so I am a bit tougher and I do hold her to a bit of a higher standard than the other ones. But it's also with my boys, like, bro, like, they're my my sons. The world is going to kick their ass regardless. Not only are you black, but you're a black man and a mixed black man. So you're going to catch it from a lot more angles than just being black or a man. So it's it's one of those things, too. It's just like, y'all, y'all niggas got to know what to expect. This shit ain't going to be fucking sweet, bro. It may be a bit hard. It's, I don't know, it's, it's one of those things. I say that a lot, but it's true. It's just a thing that I've that I noticed that I, I do it, and I think it's intrinsic. Because when Riley does something well, I congratulate her and I tell her I'm proud of her and how much I love her, and I'm loving on her all the time, giving her kisses and hugs and tickling her, and all the the stuff that a, a, a father should do or parents should do. You know, I, it just, I'm also going to be like, hey, you got to push through this shit. Just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not doable. <sighs> but I think, yeah, I really, so Valentine's Day is coming. It's tomorrow, actually. If uh, it's today is February thirteenth, um, and like I, said, I don't know if it's, I've always loved Valentine's Day, even though I never really got the good Valentine's when I was a kid, bro. Johns did not like me. I was not. I was not the cute. I don't know. I just wasn't. But it, you know what it is though. Take that back. I'll say this: the girls I liked growing up never really liked me as much as I liked them. That's just fucking facts, Brody. It is what it is. Doesn't mean and so for the longest I always thought I just wasn't lovable. I was like, damn, why don't this girl like me? I'm doing everything that she says she likes. And as you get older you realize, oh, what the the gift that I'm giving isn't coming in the package that she wants to receive it. That she likes receiving. I bet. It is what it is. And I think that gave me a fucking complex too to where any girl who showed that they like me, even if I didn't like them that much, I was so unused to chicks liking me that I just fucking jumped on it. But what that also allowed me to do is that, like, as I got older, I realized, yo, I'm actually kind of easy to not like, difficult to like. Because I'm a fucking rebel. In probably the worst ways to be a rebel very little causes till I was like 25 always cared about the people but I really was just fighting for the right fighting for the for the sake of fighting shit you know bucking the system just for the fucking sake of bucking like a male deer and that kind of cuts down what I was always outspoken, very much a boat rocker, and that kind of narrows down the type of girls that'll fuck with you. And I think uh, there's one. I don't know if I fucking shared this one, but like, there's three, usually four, but I just break it down to three, and it's not a binary like a hard line. It's more like a Venn diagram, or like a, a Venn diagram that's like where the circles kind of inter they they're parallel not parallel but they're like consecutive 
and not in a way that's like a triangle or whatever. Like it's a straight line. There's bears. If you want to go, yeah. Yeah, sharks, bears. Nah, let's do this. Actually, I think this might be a little bit better. So, sharks, bears, deer, and rabbits. And I think that's how you break down males and you break down uh, females too when it comes to interaction. And I'm only speaking in a heteronormative heteronormacy just because I'm a straight man and I don't know how to categorize gay couples. And I'm not going to try. Nope, young niggas ain't going to get me fucked up. But anyway, there is. It is bear, shark, bear, deer, rabbit. And I think what it stems from is the aggressiveness. And that's what I was talking about. And how aggressive you can be when you're chasing, when you're pursuing them. So, a shark smells blood in the water, niggas on your ass. Like, a girl that's that's a shark, she's coming after you, and it's not going to be great. Because what happens with sharks is they leave a mess everywhere. No cleanup. None. They just fuck you up, but they cut, they, go, they see what they like, they go after it, they leave you fucking damaged. If you're another shark, that could work. Bears, girls that are bears, that they're also aggressive, but they kind of, it's a little bit easier. Damn, let's just go bear, deer, rabbit. That's a lot better. Bears, same thing I said, but less mess. Like, there, you can be aggressive. They'll, they'll engage with you if you engage with them. Sometimes they'll engage with you if you don't engage with them. You got to fucking act like you're not engaging. It's weird. And it's and as a person who calls bear slash wolf, you know, hybrid, that works for me. They're very outgoing, very outspoken, very much life of the party type of people. Um, they know what they want. And they go after it. And engaging with them makes it very easy because they, if they fuck with you, they already fuck with you. All good. Uh, there's deer. Deer, you can't be too aggressive with. You can't go in front of deer and just start yelling, unless it's like a male deer, and just start yelling and just like, ah, ah. you can't do it. It's not going to work. You're not going to get any fucking work. It's going to be a fucking tragedy. They're going to take off. You can't be too aggressive. Um, But if you have, from what I've seen, like a quiet confidence, a warmth, an inviting aura and you and you portray that even if you don't even keep it up but if you just keep that fucking wave going you're good they will you hold your hand out you have some berries they will engage with you especially if they see you're not a threat bears kind of think they kind of go into threats but they're also a threat themselves so be careful with let's see deer yeah you gotta you you gotta keep it low key yeah mid key if you have what they want and they like it there's an easier chance of you having a better engagement with them because they're already fucking feeling you like all right let's see where this goes cool rabbits you can't be a deer as a dude, like you may be able to catch a rabbit, but at the first sign, like she's not going to engage with you, even if you are what you like, you literally have to work your way into her good graces. It's a fucking, it's, it's a time thing. It is a full on time thing. You got to really take it fucking slow. Because at the first chance of you being a bit too aggressive, she's out. 
be it her own experience, be it just a personality thing, but she is not fucking with you bare ass, dear ass niggas. It's a rapsky. Super rapsky. And I say that to all just like with I've never seen a bear pull a rabbit. You're just too aggressive. And that's okay. It's like, bro, you're just and even as a rabbit dude, now a rabbit girl, she could but like she's gonna fall back too. He's gonna be like, nah, I'm I'm good. Like, nah, she's just too she's too much for me. And that's okay. You can be too much for for the wrong person. And sometimes it works. But if you're gonna be a bear going after a rabbit, one thing I hope that you have on your side is time. Like I hope you aren't trying to get that shit one night. Just, you know, general rule of thumb. So it's I've I've been in very blessed situations that every girl that I've gotten with was a bear or a deer. I'm not dealing with no rabbit ass woman. It's not fun. Cause I'm I got then it's like I gotta shrink myself to be around her. And that's no one's gonna like that. No one's gonna like that at all. that's one thing you learn as a dude growing up no one really I don't think my dad ever taught me that definitely not my mom but I don't know but yeah so Sunday drop off my little girl I do some studying of Linux and oh yeah and I end up going to my parents for the Super Bowl. And everything was cool. My cousin was, was there. Um, his wife. I saw my, my mom's sorority sisters. My aunt Lynetta. I said, yeah. A lot of my Uncle Charles. A bunch of my... Anybody that's in my dad's fraternity. He's known for more than 15 years. 20 years. If you've known them since I've been a kid. They're an uncle. Call them uncle. Oh my gosh, it was great. My one uncle, whose name I'm not going to say, like this will ever get out. We're all taking, we're drinking beer. All the bigger beer and liquor you would want. My dad was like, hey, if it's not open, you can open it. Doesn't matter. We're just trying to get rid of this shit. He was like, oh, let's take some, let's all take some shots. Let's some shots. And my uncle goes, oh, hey, man, I got a bottle MD 2020 in the car. If you guys want to split it. And I'm thinking he's joking. This nigga's damn near 60, if not 60. Like, there's no way on God's green earth, this grown man with a career has MD 20 fucking 20 on the, like, just, um, just, no. You have money, you have enough money to buy liquor. There is liquor at the crib in front of you. He leaves for a second. I think he was going to get some food or whatever because the food's upstairs. Comes back, pulls out with a brown paper bag, pulls out a bottle of Blue Raspberry MD 2020. The utter shock and embarrassment and despair that I felt. It's just like, oh my gosh, like why? Why? Why why? Why? Why, unk? And then I like kinda mini roasting him all night, but it gets fucking worse. So about five or six people there. Only one dude's not drinking because he's gotta go in the, like Newark, I think, or he's in the country. But like everybody else lives kinda close. They all start as my uncles, my one uncle's drinking it. They all start looking around like, oh, let me get a taste of that. Let me get a taste. Let me get a bottle cap. I was like, y'all niggas are not finna just start drinking MD 20 fucking 20. Like, this isn't a bad decision. And they're just like, oh, TJ, this is. No, we weren't all. We didn't always have money. I was like, that's true. That is true. I understand it. Y'all were not caked up all like that back in the day. It has been 40 years since y'all have been broke. At least 30. 
why are you drinking this? Why are you drinking MD2020? They asking me if I want to. They're putting it in a cup, taking legit sips of 20 MD2020. I, let me tell you about my history at MD2020. I've drinking MD2020 on two occasions. Two, two, two. I've done a lot of stupid shit, but I've drinking MD2020 on two motherfucking occasions. And no, it's not in day and it's no, it's not day and night like fucking like a uh, baby face. No. 18 years old, I was a freshman in college. We went to OU Halloween. OU Ohio University has had has a big uh, Halloween town, like not festival, but it is. It is more a bit of a more of a festival, um, block party, whatever. And this girl I was with, name's Ashley. Layman, I think. Oh no. But I gotta give you the, the breakdown of this one. Context. She was friends with my homeboy's friend group. This girl, a group of girls came because we went down that Friday and these girls came down that Saturday. Cool, it was her, Brooke, and other and other homegirl, Sierra. Bet. And Elise. Who would soon date Jules and then it was a whole thing. I fell so head over heels with this girl, Ashley. It was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I'm ashamed of myself. If it wasn't so fucking funny, I I know that my boys get a huge fucking laugh out of it. But it was, you know, I've, I've picked better. But I've also picked worse. So there's that. Oh, my gosh. So she had a fake ID. And so we went to this gas station. And we went, we went and bought Boone's Farm just to see if the fake ID worked. Now, this is back in 2005. Technology isn't what it is. wasn't what it is today. Or maybe the guy was just like, it's OU Halloween. I don't give a shit. I'm 23. Maybe. I don't give a fuck. Just pay me the fucking money and we're good. So we get to Boone's Farm and we're drinking on that. It's like, hey, it worked. And so... I'm not going too fast. Yeah. Anyway, and I was a cop. Um, we So we go... We picked that up, and the only thing that was that was beer. And she's like, ooh, MD2020. This is pretty good. I'm like, word? Okay. I'm not a drinker. Most I've known about the beers, I'm, I was a very... I was grounded a lot, so I never really got out and did a lot of early partying to have a choice of liquor as a fucking 18-year-old. Or below. Or younger, yeah. And... We get the MD2020, like, we get, like, two or three bottles of it. And, like, Bush Light. So, and another bottle of Boone's Farm, because we pulled everybody's money. So, we got Boone's Farm, Bush Light, like a 24-pack, and three bottles of MD2020. We got, so, and, oh, yeah, my dudes, Jules, he brought his boy Chris and Chris brought his boy Butter, and Butter bought weed. So we're fucked, super fucked. I don't think I'd ever been that drunk again in my life. Maybe. And I, I fucking, I know I blacked out. If I didn't black out, I don't fucking know how. I don't even know how I didn't pass out. I was just bro. Apparently you can't kill crack babies. I don't know. I don't know. I do not know. But yeah, worst hangover I'd ever fucking had before I turned like 30 something. I didn't eat anything. I think I had one chicken sandwich. That came the fuck back up. And then we went to go fucking party. And I would, bro, it was it was bad. So I was like, I'm never drinking twenty twenty of uh, MD twenty twenty again. The second time, second 
time I had MD20, MD2020, which isn't Mad Dog. It's something else. But I was like, fuck, we just call it Mad Dog 2020 because it doesn't deserve its government name. Was I was 24. I was living with my homeboy Adonis. Shouts to him. AMD, what's up? And these, and I was at home. Still reeling from depression. I decided on my... No, I was going home. I said, let me stop by corner store and pick up an MD-2020. I pick it up. I take about... And I walk into the elevator. And there's a dude. He looks like probably like 28 or older with his girl. And he saw that I had it in my hand. He's like, ooh, MD-2020. It's rough. I was like, yeah, I haven't had it in a while. He's like, I haven't had that in 10 years. No, he said, I haven't had MD-2020 in 15 years. Now it's 2011. He does, he's not much older than me. Maybe mid thirty, mid to late late twenty, late 20s and mid to late thirties. I'm giving you way too much fucking details. And y'all niggas don't matter or don't care. But that happened, and Just I, I walk upstairs, I get to the room, close the door and shit, crack it open. I take like two to three sips. I was like, this is fucking nasty. Ugh. And I've never drank it again. I've had multiple four locos. I had the four loco seltzer. Excuse me. Never again was I will I ever drink MD2020. And for that much, not Wild Irish Rose either. If my life ever gets that bad, that that's my fucking go-to, kill me. Shoot me in the fucking face. Unless shit's finna turn around within 48 to 72 hours, nigga, let me go. I've got nothing left. I'm gonna go out in a blaze of fucking glory. I'm probably gonna drink that and jump off a building or walk into fucking traffic. It was weird, bro. So I was just sitting there drinking and enjoying. I was like, this is not great. This is not great whatsoever, motherfucking ever. I, I don't like it. The Super Bowl was cool. Um, I didn't have a rooting interest. Like, I didn't care. I didn't put down any money for, to, for a specific team to win or lose. And I just needed my parlays to hit. And I was good except for three. I got fucking greedy. But one of the ones I didn't get greedy on was Patrick Mahomes. I needed him to throw for 250 yards. Because even with that one, I was still losing money. It was a minus. I think it was like minus 200 something. Like it wasn't. I was like, bro, you should pass that shit. You throw. That's what the fuck you do. I needed Isaiah Pacheco to run for 50 yards. I figured he could do that. I needed uh, Jarek McKinnon to run for 25 yards. He did that. I was like, just 25 yards. Just get me 25 yards. I am I don't even need a lot. Just everybody. The only two people I needed to score was Isaiah Pacheco and Travis Kelsey. Oh, and for Pat to throw two touchdowns. Just more than 1.5. So two. I don't know how you throw half a touchdown, but whatever. And I was just like, and I was looking, I put down six bucks. And I was like, I could have got three grand back. Bro, I was fucking mad. I needed Dallas Godard to give me 50 yards receiving. And he got one on a controversial play, Loki, that they had the challenge, that Kansas City challenge. And just like, bro, my, and I needed Miles Sanders to get 60. And even with that, like, all the shit that I picked, it was negative. There was no big payout <coughs> on any of these niggas. I was like, bro, show up, do your fucking job. Oh, and Juju Smith-Schuster to get over 40 yards. That's it. I wasn't asking for 100. I wasn't asking for him to score. Nothing. There's only two people I need who I needed to score. And I felt weird about putting Isaiah Pacheco. 
And these niggas didn't get it. I was upset, bro. Mondo upset. Because I really wanted that money. My life would have been so great. So exciting. But yeah, man. It was Rihanna did a decent job. Especially for being pregnant. She's not a huge performer all like that. Like, she can, you know, probably duddy wine from the islands. Her, you know, twerking ability, booty shaking ability has never been in doubt. She didn't use uh, backing vocals. Like, she didn't sing over her vocals, which is dope. She didn't lip sing. So that was impressive. Well, yeah, man. Seeing my people, it was cool. I don't know, it's just... I'm still in line. I had to pay... I had an old charge that I needed to pay down. And luckily, I got an influx of some cash. I can take care of it. I'd have been sick. Because it's for this job. Background check. Like, they go 10 years back. So, hopefully, you know, they run it again, and me paying off that fine is cool. But, boy. I was not feeling it. At all. That's a weird thing to wake up to. Hey, we may rescind your offer because it's background. Like, fuck, dude. And the shit was from fucking six years ago. Six years ago, Super Bowl week. Like, going into Super Bowl weekend. It was fucking wild. Yeah, man, other than that, shit's been okay. Everybody's healthy. Um, nothing really to report. Still, where I'm, I'm at my cousins and shit like that. I really, so it's, it's funny. As a dude, I've kind of always, now I think I talk about this, like, bro, penis size is brings up is most of your anxiety as a man like dead ass like that's one thing I never want to hear cause not like you can fucking fix it it's like oh your dick is small bro that would that would fuck me up it's not it's super not and I think you as a dude you get this complex because if you grow up and you catch some porns these guys have fucking monster dicks. They have tally whackers. Like, bro. And if you don't, you're like, I'll never be able to satisfy a woman. But not every woman is a fucking porn actress. And used to just mega cocks. I, I would like to have it just because it was a, it's a conversation show. It's a conversation ender. It's like, oh shit. Like, if you put, if someone pulls out a pistol and fucking you pull out an AK, that kind of, you know, depending on, if they flash a pistol and you have an AK, like, oh, okay, there's a bit of a conversation ender. It is, dude. It's, it's, it's. It's weird. Now, mine's is all right. I'm seven and three quarter inches. Excuse me. And it curves to the left. Why am I telling you this? Why the fuck not? And it's helped. Because having a straight line one, it's different. But when you can kind of hit a, a spot, like if you can hit it, you know, kind of go towards her right if you're doing missionary, 
Um, you can kind of definitely get it on her left if you're doing doggy. You know, it's dope. Or like you know, doggy reverse cowgirl missionary cowgirl. But just like bro, like if I and I pro- but too, and I've always said this: if I had a smaller dick, I probably never would ever ever fucking cheat, or have cheated, or have cheated. Fucking pointless. Why would you do that? So I can disappoint another woman? No. Ew, that just wasn't. But I also wouldn't want like a 12 inch one because then it's kind of uncomfortable if you get hard at an inopportune time. Like as a dude, if you sit down for too long, random boner. 12 inch monster hog, nothing you can do about that one. And you kind of always have to find a size queen. Even with my shit, having sex with someone with a really small vagina is painful. Painful as fuck. For her and you. Gotta get some fucking lube. Because if not, it's all bad. And there's not only so many positions you can do with said female. Or male, if they're into that. What if you're into that? Whatever. But yeah, that would be... That'd be fucking weird. But like, you know, just... They're like, no, no, six inches. Like, like there was this meme I saw. And, like, it was a measurement. Like, it was a condom, but it was showing the length of dudes' dicks. And it was, like, skinny dudes are, like, five-something, whatever. It's probably based on white dudes. But, like, the like the bigger the dick, the more toxic the guy. And it was, like, felon was at, like, six inches. I was, like, then I'm a fucking super villain if that's fucking where you guys are stopping it. They said the average penis is five inches. Nigga. And that's one thing, too, when you, when, like, if you're watching, like, professional porns, those dudes are fucking packing. A lot of the amateur ones, like the, like the, uh, fucking casting couch, my dick's bigger than his by a long shot and thicker. I was like, oh, shit, I could do your job, buddy. Just gaming up girls that already want to fuck you. All you got to do is fucking perform. Oh, yeah. If that's what's getting them fucking hot and bothered, I'm going to fucking destroy them. And I felt better about myself. I did. I felt better. I don't know. Something about that. Yeah, man, it's... The LeBron, oh yeah, I'm glad I'm, I'm here talking about this shit too. The LeBron James Michael Jordan argument, I've gotten to a million of those. Like legit, I've gotten into a bunch of million arguments. And my whole thing is, if LeBron James isn't the greatest pro basketball player of all time, then it's not Michael Jordan. Because by the measurements, and what it is is niggas just fucking move goalposts, straight goalpost movers the entire motherfucking time. And I hate this shit. Well, he has he has a higher points per game than than LeBron. That's cool. LeBron's not a fucking scorer, but he's still the greatest scorer of all time. Like Skip Bayless shared this stat, like in 1989, he he Michael Jordan uh, averaged eight assists per game. Now when I saw that. My first thought was, what the fuck you stopped for, dummy? And that that's not my line. That's an Eminem line. Um, he was talking it was a song called Nail in a Coffin. And he's dissing Benzino. And he, he, he's talking about such a such a gangster, uh, what you fucking stop like forget the lines like if you make a <clears throat> What the he's, he's like, what the fuck you stop for, dummy? If you slew some crack, you'd make a lot more money than you do from rap. <clears throat> and yeah, because Ray Benzino sucks as a rapper. Possibly a human. But definitely as a rapper. 
He can be very philanthropic and altruistic. But boy, when it comes to the kick rapping, rhyming over them kicks and snares, it's, it's gone. But yeah, so it's just like he averaged eight assists in one season. Why did he not keep that up? If you knew that was fucking possible, because if you wanted to be, I'm the best all around, you don't pass. Can't shoot threes. Well, the three ball wasn't as prominent as it is then. That's fine. But nigga, you're a fucking swing guard. Well, look at it. He was all defense, the defensive player of the year. He, it's like, bro, are we just not going to add context? Because if we're just going to say numbers without anything, cool, let's just say numbers. 38,000 plus is the number one score of a number one points leader of all time. <clears throat> Out of everybody who played pro basketball, LeBron James has more points than that. <clears throat> then I was like, and he's fourth in assists, top 10 in rebounds. Well, Jordan could have got rebounds. Why didn't he? What stopped him? Well, if Jordan didn't retire, he'd have eight championships. That's not fucking true. He came back. And he played partial season. They didn't they lost. And I was like, bro, in context, Michael Jordan was the most athletic two guard on the fucking planet. The most athletic three or yeah, small forward, Scotty Pippen. Until Grant Hill showed up and diced these niggas. Like, you couldn't hand, and Grant Hill couldn't shoot. Admittedly. But he could get to the basket. Crossing you niggas. No, like, Joe Dumars was not a a dribbler. Reggie Miller was not a dribbler. Catch and shoot, shoot guy. There was a lot more fucking roles. Like, guards, like, point guards were the dribblers. And the ones that get to the slashers were the guys that just got to the basket. The Clyde Drexlers, like, the niggas get dunks. The Dominique Wilkins. I was like, bro, who the fuck was he guarding in conference on a regular basis? Who was the, who else did he have to fucking worry about? Because he wasn't guarding the other team's best offensive player. Because Isaiah Thomas cooked this nigga, fucking flambe, hibachi this motherfucker, him and Scotty. And the only guys who really could dribble were ones. He tried to guard Allen Iverson, got crossed up. He wasn't going to guard Penny because he'd have got fucking crossed up. You know who's guarding Penny? Scottie Pippen. You know Michael Jordan was guarding? Dennis Scott. Maybe Scott Skiles. Like, oh, thank you for guarding the guy who's 6'1 and is a distributor and a spot-up shooter. Way to go, Mikey. He wasn't guarding Carl Malone. He wasn't guarding Charles Barkley. He wasn't taking the team's best player and shutting him the fuck down. No. He wasn't guarding Kevin Garnett. He wasn't hanging with Kobe. Even even but it's young Kobe, so you know, contacts. Like so when you're the like when no one you can no one can stop your moves, but you couldn't stop anybody else's best move. And I say this because, bro, we gotta be objective. I love Michael Jordan. My, one of my, if not my favorite fucking player. My last name's Jordan. Like, the the ease that I that I had, it, it was a lot easier growing up where I grew up, when I grew up, because my last name was Jordan. Is your dad Michael Jordan? No. Is your uncle Michael Jordan? Is, your, is he your cousin? I don't fucking know, but I know I'm not getting picked last in basketball because I actually know how to fucking play a little bit. But it's just like, but we got to have context, bro. We have to be objective about this shit. Well, he never lost in the uh, in the playoffs or he never lost in the finals. He only made it to six. That's cool. All right, cool. He never lost. Neither did Robert Horry. Well, you can't use Robert Horry because he wasn't the star player. Hold on. All you said, like, they moved the goalposts to fit their argument. And they still sound fucking stupid because then they got to jump, like whoever it is, they got to jump through hoops. 
Like, well, he was just on the team. He wasn't, you know, leading the team. <coughs> he never said that. You said he just never lost in the final. Well, he still has a better finals record than LeBron. And Bill Russell has a better finals record than him. Like, they're cool. If it's not Michael, if it's not LeBron, then it's Kareem. One in high school, like a total basketball career. One in high school, one in college. Didn't lose a fucking game in college. One in the pros. One six titles in the pros. Win. When he went undefeated in, in the in the finals. Okay. Then it goes back to Robert Horry. Well, he wasn't defensive player of the year and made first team on defense. Cool. You want someone to have this super career that you want him to be the one and only because that's the argument that you're gearing it towards. I'm trying to go with actual metrics. Was Michael Jordan the best shooter? No. Free throw shooter, he knocked it out. Yeah, but was the best shooter total? No. He's the best three-point shooter? No. Best assistant? No. Most steals? No. Most blocks? No. Nowhere fucking near. Did he rebound well? No, he didn't rebound well at all. He didn't rebound. That wasn't his steals. Okay, that's cool. Then he's not the greatest. Like he's a bet. Like LeBron James is the best scorer from a guy whose whose biggest knock was he's a passer. And then one dude trying to make the argument like, bro, that's corny. That after he scored his thirty six, he sat out in a losing effort. Okay, people are allowed to be corny. You know what I also think is corny? Retiring because you're such a fucking degenerate gambler. Instead of just taking your suspension like a man and let letting it get out that you fucking can't stop gambling. Among other issues that you have off the fucking court. Like, are we doing personal shit? Like, okay, he, he did something corny. Michael Jordan scored 69 points in a loss. The nigga wouldn't fucking pass. And it's funny because people want to believe certain shit. Even though there's no empirical evidence for this shit being ha- being it, if you don't lead in the stats that you're known for having, you were you quit twice. Like you quit twice, you quit. If you quit and then stay quit, then you retire. If you retired and you stay retired, you retire. Hey, it is what it is. Came in, played, got beat up, got basketball, one three to straight. Cool, I'm out. Come back, win another three. All right, bet. Cool super marketable you're the man no one's ever going to dispute that even though you don't lead in any fucking statistical average at all statistical metric at all other than per points per game cool but we we all agree with that then it's like you come back again so you quit like if lebron quit for any reason after his first championship like, what the fuck? What is going on here? I don't know, but I love Michael Jordan, but if it's not LeBron James, who's the greatest NBA player of all time, then it's still not Michael Jordan. Then it's Kareem or Bill Russell or Robert Horry. Or John Stockton. But these are conversations that niggas don't want to have because they really like his shoes. And it's cool. I like Michael Jordan's shoes cool too. I think they're dope. The new ones, the 37s, fucking amazing. Either 37s or 38s. Either way, I like how they look. I like the 32s. But most motherfuckers don't like the shoes that are better for basketball than they are for fashion. Everybody let the ones. Everybody let the threes. The fours. The fives. Sixes. Seven. Eights. Nines. Tens. All the way up to 14s. You may find a couple motherfuckers that wear the 15s and above. But for the most part, not everybody fucking wears a tooth, which they, they fucking shouldn't. They're fucking horrible. The worst. But yeah, it's 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 just a conversation that we had to fucking have. And I'm glad I said my fucking piece. I'm no longer arguing with these niggas because they're not making sense. They just want to, they just want to, they don't want to be correct. They just want to be right. They don't want to be correct at all. They just want to be right in their own head. 
But I'm also not going to put up stats that, like someone saw like a John Havlicek. He's also six to zero in the playoffs and all these other stats. I was like, ah, you can't. That's different eras. But it, it counts. My thing is like it's Bill Russell. The nigga has eleven in thirteen. He's eleven in one in the fucking finals. Well, Jordan's undefeated. He never lost in the finals. Like, bro. <coughs> I was like, did basketball only happen 1990 to 91, 91 to 92, and then 92 to 93? Did I miss something? Did I miss something? Was there no basketball before then? Was there no basketball in 93, 94, or 94, 95? Like, did, it, only, it only was 95, 96, 96, 97, 97, 98. And then we didn't have basketball ever again after that. Like, what are you talking about, bro? There was bas- There has been basketball since he retired and after. And there's basketball before he fucking played. Like, no, he's corny. Like, LeBron's corny for that. For not playing. Nigga, it's at home. I just fucking... It's a huge relief. What the fuck? I was like, you know what else is corny? Getting Isaiah... Uh, Making sure Isaiah Thomas wasn't selected for the fucking uh, dream team, which he should have been on. You could have had him on instead of fucking John Stockton. Truly. But but Jordan didn't want him on the team. Oh, God. Letting your son date your former teammate, the only the person who you needed to win six championships with... Letting your son fucked his wife, his ex-wife. That's foul, bro. Even if me and a nigga beefing, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna make sure that we keep that shit out of there, bro. Especially if it's just. I'm not gonna let my. We're not gonna be on some Capulet Montague shit. Montague shit. Like if. Like they're not star-crossed lovers. They're just fucking. Which is cool, but it isn't. Like that, I'll be like, hey man, you can't be with her. Why? You know me and Uncle Scotty ain't seeing that eye right now. Like, let's not add to that. But I like her. Yeah, that's great. But you don't love her. And this is a situation to where you not loving her can get everybody fucked up. I didn't I didn't like that. I, I hate that people conveniently leave out Scotty, who never retired once, who never abandoned the Bulls and had a chance to, or the game of the total game of basketball. He retired because his dad died, and he won him, and he always wanted to play baseball. Nick, you could have did this shit when he was alive. Like, come on, man. Like, stop it. We got to, like, are we going? Because if, if we're just keeping it on the court, it's still LeB- it's LeBron James. If we're taking it off the court, outside of Jordan's business ventures, it's still LeBron James. Michael Jordan started, haven't, didn't start no school until after LeBron did it. Michael Jordan lost it. Like, his wife divorced him because he kept cheating on her. Like I said, he's a degenerate fucking gambler. There are personality flaws in your goats, bro. And I'm not saying LeBron is perfect, but, bro, the controversies, not the same. Not the same. And it's like, oh, y'all Ohio people. Like, bro, no, it's objectivity. Objectivity. You know who else is from Ohio? Steph Curry. No one's saying he's the greatest player ever. Saying he's the greatest shooter, but no one's saying he's the greatest player ever. No, that's not how this shit's going down. Fucking Eric Snow. Some fucking Ohio. Like, stop it. It's it's weird. It's weird. Oh no. Uh, let's talk about something positive. I'm done complaining. Um I listened to the little yachty. All day Saturday, not Saturday, Sunday. 
I think it's a good album. It's such a departure from what he usually gives everybody. Very much, my boy said it felt like Tame Impala. I was like, he got in his, I think his Jimi Hendrix mode. Very Tame Impala ish, like all more of a concept album that is a cohesive project than, say, just a collection of singles. Every song kind of flowed into the other, to, to the one coming after it. He has a song called I've Officially Lost Vision. And boy, do I love it. Like, that fucking changed my life. And the song after, Should I? I think it's Should I Become or Should I? I don't know. But that's a nice... After the crescendo of what I've Officially Lost Vision is, having that song right after is so perfect. Such a chill not let down but a calm down you can't go from hype track to like super hype like that build up and just like plateau like a good live performance I dug it dude I've officially lost vision this is a good song very airy and very self-introspective it didn't feel forced or fake or anything like a lot of the instrumentals that he chose I fucking like I had a, I had a, I enjoyed that shit a lot man I like Yachty definitely changed my perception of him as an artist for him to pull that off It was good. I was riding around listening to it. I had Riley listening to it. But I'm official. Yeah, but thank you all for the. I don't think I have anything else to add to it. I may have something else coming later. But if not, you know, nice hour and seven. Pretty good. You guys take care of yourselves and be safe. Love you.